Hello and welcome back to the Oddity Film Society. I am your introductory host joining you for the last time, I think, which is very sad. Nettie, make the backpoint noises, please. No. Thomas? Thank you. Um, it's 2.49 p.m. Thursday, June 6th. Today Pelham. a cat died. <laughs> Uh, it's sunny out. I think it should be Amazing Grace, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> do it, okay. Everyone do over it. Amazing Grace. Everyone acapella around me, Amazing Grace. I love when we say, don't waste time. Which yeah. one is Amazing Grace? Amazing. Thank you. 19 degrees Celsius outside. How sweet the sound. I'd like to apologize to everyone's ears at home. <laughs> Uh, Eddie and I will be leaving soon, and Sarah, but they'll be here in another like three months or whatever. The, everyone else, the next club. Yeah, we're, we're if they choose to waste their time with yeah. this club. When we when we totally. finish high school, we die, so that's where we're going. Yeah, we're dying. <laughs> what kind of funeral do you want? Oh no, they just throw me in a pit and burn me. That's still a funeral. That's a funeral, yeah. <laughs> Not really. It's a pyre. No. And then yeah. they and then they take your body out of the grave and then they so, use so you when it's. Weird cold. You're saying when you die one day, you want just a Hereditary. random guy with a shovel to throw you in a big ditch? Yeah. No, like, that's what you want. <laughs> no, but I, I want someone to... You just said that's what you want. Yeah. This is the Are you cons confusing yourself with me? No, I want... You're making this too complicated. <laughs> I am not. I asked what kind of funeral you wanted. And, I, and you said you wanted to have a grave dug and to be tossed into it and set on fire. But... You guys don't let me finish my thoughts, so I can't get out. No, you don't let yourself finish. Your what are you talking about? He just interrupted me, and you just did to me. So, anyways, Anderson, would you like to be thrown in a ditch and people to call it a funeral? Because I, I don't classify that as a funeral. I think that's more be. of just yeah, we're dumping the body in the woods. I don't really want a funeral. Okay. So, um, what kind of funeral would you want? I don't really want one. I know, but you have to have one. I have to have one. They're gonna be like. When you're dead, we're giving you one. I. I would. Okay, so are we talking about like the the Proper, celebration prop. part or like the interment into the ground? All of it. The whole step by step process. It's the whole three hours worth of a funeral, five hours or a day worth of a funeral. Okay. Well, I uh, I don't think that I want people gathering around in a funeral home saying things about me. I think that everybody would just meet at whatever would be my resting place. Taco but I don't Bell. think that I want a resting place. I think I want my body to be cremated and thrown into an urn with uh, my wife's ashes. If so you're going to murder your me, wife? And then... Or if she goes after me, I'll just sit in an urn waiting for her ashes so that we can mingle together. And um, <laughs> I thought you meant that your, your wife was going to have to die after yeah. that's, no, what, that's what I thought you meant. No, I will join her if she's gone before me, or okay. she will join me after. Okay. What's and worse? so, like, I don't want to be buried in the ground. I want to uh, probably burden myself on some living person after that they have to take care of my ashes. <laughs> um, One of your but kids. that is no like no real ceremony. But then, um, then once like. When somebody has been burdened and my ashes are in an urn um, with my wife or waiting for her arrival, then I would like anybody close to me to go to a... A field? Uh, KFC. I was thinking a, uh, I don't know, like a like a restaurant where yeah. they can just KFC. hang Laser out tank. and... Uh, 
don't know, remember me pizza I you were fondly s- or unfondly. Uh, I thought, I thought, the movie theater. Yeah, I thought yeah, that I thought you were going to say like use you as like a seasoning salt. That's what, what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> no, that's, that's why I was in a restaurant. I was like, where's this going? Yeah, I thought you were going to say just spread the ashes in the restaurant. I thought... Am I, I the only the, the salt and pepper shakers? Am yeah, I, that's what I thought you. Am I the only one that thought Anderson was talking about people eating at a restaurant, not eating ashes at a restaurant? You could do both. I thought that was gonna. Wait, are you being like for real, like sentimental? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want a like, funeral. I don't want like a big formal speechy thing. I don't want to be buried. But what, you I would just like people to have a party. Oh, and yeah. be okay. thankful that, that okay, I am. That dead. makes more sense. You're, you're yeah, just like, I just want some people to take me to a restaurant. <laughs> I want somebody to do some cute jokes with the urn where they take the lid and like pretend I'm talking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Would you want people to dip their fingers in and like put on like sure. army makeup? As long as there's enough left so that my wife can mingle with me in the afterlife. So what's the weather like, Hunter? I already said that, but people were singing Amazing Grace. Um, uh, <laughs> you got to do the introduction again. No, no, no we've done it. Uh, my name's Hunter, and I am joined by... I'm going to do some some uh, adjectives or something. I'm what Eddie. No, Who are you, e- Thomas? Ecstatic. Eddie. Eddie, say your name. <laughs> you already did it. Um, tremendous. Thomas. Don't um, feed him. Don't feed his anger. Awesome. <laughs> Anderson. I already used ecstatic. What's another one? No, you should have said awesome and you should have said John. Eccentric. Emily. Um, Rocking. Rocking. Rocking Rachel. Um, uh, always tumbling over and breaking a bone. Oh. What? Oh, so I mine's not... <gasps> you have the band-aid off your it finger. Well, you've got the bandage off. Now you just have a band-aid. Yeah. So mine's apparently worse than band-aid. Fall off at this point. <laughs> and uh, this is gonna be a tough one. Yeah. Good luck. Quality. <laughs> quality. Quality. Q- Q- I, I was thinking tips. quintessent. Quintessent. Q- <laughs> Thank you. We need to do something special for the, for the last. Is there a one. squirrel in here? Everybody Everybody else got pretty much. good names, and then Rachel was like falling over and tumbling, always breaking. I couldn't bones. think of an R word. Oh, you guys didn't like rocking Rachel, so you said yeah, falling sucks. over and breaking limbs, <laughs> Rachel. That's yeah. better. What? Repulse. It's true. I like how Hunter's opinion all of a sudden becomes all of our. Yes. <laughs> well, you gotta be you versus everyone. <laughs> because you guys make it me versus everyone, so I got. I got. I kind of got a side with Eddie on this. I was fine with rocking Rachel. That sounds better. It was better Hunter than that didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe next time you should say something. There's not going to be a next yeah, time. Oh. Or even say something against Hunters. We can well, too late. Hunter next um, year. Uh, so this is a uh, it's the year-end podcast where we will run through our top and bottom movies of the year. Um, pardon me? Want to talk about Hereditary first? We will. Um, I, this this is called The Introduction, mm-hmm. where we let people know what they're going to be listening to. Mm-hmm. Okay, what we watched first? Hereditary, then our So our points. feature review is going to be Hereditary. Harry to Terry, and Harry Terry, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk Harry about what Terry we watched uh, presently. So, Emily, what'd you watch? What did I watch? Yeah, in like the past the last week. week. Oh, in your life. <laughs> um, Murdoch mysteries. Um, any interesting developments? Um, they adopted a baby. Yep, yep. They have What's no the name clue of the, the baby? Doing. They named it Roland. 
Rolling. Stupid name. Rolling I'm sorry to all the Rollins out there. Uh, Emily's opinion does not uh, <laughs> is not the opinion of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know the usual shows at the correct times. What TV o'clock is it now? Bones, it's bones. It's bones every day. Bones. Yeah. Bones. Why do why do we ask that if it's <laughs> yeah. always at this time? Yeah. <laughs> because it's Thomas. Well, because it's not always Thomas. <laughs> bones Sorry. runs from two to three, and then three to four, and then four to five, and then NCIS is on from five to bones six. Bones is on for three hours. Yeah, it's they're episodes, man. Oh, <laughs> I assumed that. <laughs> Wait, how long are they? Like an hour, hour? an episode oh, with okay. commercials in, but three hours of Bones. Yeah, that's like three episodes. How many seasons? There's you guys are stating episodes. obvious facts. <laughs> There's only 12 episodes? Seasons. I think. <laughs> oh. There's 12 seasons. Yeah. Okay, Rachel, what'd you watch? Well, <laughs> I watched uh, two and a half seasons of Slasher. Um, after the second season, I decided it wasn't a good idea to binge watch that. Why not? Uh, I have some really weird dreams. <laughs> I think I watched the, f- the first few episodes of that, and then I stopped. Yeah. It didn't really grab me. Yeah, it's not that By good. the arm? Yeah, it didn't grab me by the arm <laughs> or anywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> grabbed me by the pancreas. It's, it's not quality. Um, I would not just... like Q-in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... Watched Jurassic Park with Emily. Oh yeah, we watched. Um, I mean, the dinosaurs were pretty awesome. For um, when was that? 1993. I don't know. Welcome. <laughs> we all started saying. Um, That's what I wanted. <laughs> Feels like I'm in the movie. <laughs> no, I watched uh, most of the season of season two of Good Girls. I don't Mom's robbing grocery stores. So why not? Um, I watched Hilda, which is a little kid show because I was babysitting. How's the kid? Uh, uh, kids are monsters, but. <laughs> Can you tell me the worst thing that they have done? Um, probably tried to push each other down the stairs. <laughs> Did they succeed? No. Darn. Did you throw yourself? To the bottom of the stairs just to cushion their fall. No. I call the other steps would have. You you would throw yourself last like onto the stairs so that they hit your body and just bounce off. No. No. Okay. How did you stop them? Um. You just kind of grab one and then the other one comes with it because they're holding each other. Oh man, it's like kids trying to strangle each other. I mean, it's okay. I can I can bear to watch it. Unlike Paw Patrol, because the show is torture. They make Paw Patrol cereal. Really? It's ridiculous. Just <laughs> before I had seen a picture of what the show looked like, I thought it was like. Papa, like dad, troll. Because that's what people say it. Papa, Papa troll. troll? <laughs> I was like, why is there a show? That would have been a way better show. Yeah, a bunch of dads just. Being trolls. <laughs> a bunch of dads. Trolling. You're online. Anderson is. I was thinking like, liking, I was like, like a troll troll. Under a bridge. Yeah. Papa troll and her sons. So when I saw the picture of dogs being like police officers, I was like, what is this? <laughs> 
<laughs> Are we gonna talk about the band names? Uh, maybe. Oh yeah, thanks to Probable Fog, sorry. I forgot to say that. Yeah. I watched Cells Die. What? Was this for science? Um, no, it was just in my pastime. Uh, I didn't watch much other than... Cells Die? Yeah, Cells Die. Um, I didn't watch anything, I just played video games. What video games did you play? I played Bioshock Infinite, which no one likes except me. It's kind of fun. I've never yeah. heard of it. It's a, the third in a series of Bioshock, and everyone who plays Bioshock finds it the least appealing because they completely changed the setting. Because the first two Bioshocks are about an underwater city, and this one's about a flying city. Is it... Would you say it's quantity over quality? Um, for Bioshock, it's fairly uh, quintessent. Okay. <laughs> we gotta stop this. This is yeah. good. <laughs> Alright. That's what you watch? Yeah. That's what I played. Yeah, watch played. Um, uh, it's. Oh, I'm opening it now. Uh, I watched Spider Man 2. Yeah. Not as good as Spider-Man One. I like Spider-Man. Watch your one. mouth, boy. I, I prefer the first one. The first one is a blast to watch with uh, the Green Goblin. Gobby. Yeah, with Gobby. It's amazing. Can you say Gobby again? I Eddie? like the third one. Uh, the, the, the third one's not bad. I know. Third one is good. Dancing. Good, Harry. Yeah. Uh, I watched The Vavitch again. This is my second time. The first time, I loved thinking about the movie after it and like trying to just. Decipher it, I guess, but this time I loved watching it. It was very scary. All the performances are amazing. Uh, just the entire thing is just so unsettling, gets under your skin. The thing that happens at like the 10 minute mark. The thing in the middle of the movie yeah, that, that was good. Yeah. That is one of the most disgusting things I've seen. Yeah. With like the mortar and pestle thing. Yeah. It's. Uh, Paste. You told me to watch that. Yeah, I know. You like randomly texted me. Yeah, like, because I watched intent it. watch the witch. Intent. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's what? something I watched. I want more people to see it, even though it's really messed up. The ending is similar to a movie we'll get to later, right? Uh, yeah, sort of. Uh, I watched the guest again. Uh, I like loved it even more. Uh, for some reason, I only gave it a nine, but it deserves a full ten. The music's great. Uh, action's great. Uh, what's his face? Um, Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens, handsome man, is amazing. Um, his lovely pectorals. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I watched the killing of a sacred deer for the first time. Yeah. That movie makes the lobster look normal. It's very strange. Did you like it? I really liked it. I liked more? it more than the lobster. Yeah. It was so weird and upsetting and unsettling. Uh, of the options that he has to choose in the end, I, I, I guessed which one it would be. I didn't guess it would be like that, though. <laughs> what were your thoughts on the the final direction of oh. the performance? Um, I really liked it. Kind of, I thought it. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna read this. Sorry. Um, the lobster throughout the entire thing has that like same mo like monotone thing, but this one they kind of lost it as it went along, and the family kind of fell apart. Uh, maybe that was just me. But it seemed to like lose that very punctual performances. It I think different like, characters held it a little bit more. I think the kids held it more, but uh, the adults didn't. They kind of lost it. 
And yeah, it's a strange one. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I really liked it too. Yeah. It's it's a very peculiar sort of experiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, almost impossible to know where it's going. Yeah, I didn't. I I had it like I figured that one thing out, like which you would do. Oh, it, it's got one of the most unlikable villains too. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Huh. Maybe. Really? I don't know. His performance was great. Maybe that's what made me like him more. Sorry. Uh, I, ca- I kind of want to talk about the, the ending, but I don't want to spoil it. It's like the emotion behind it, I guess. Okay. It's oddly treated as like a triumph, the ending. At least that's what I saw. Which felt weird after what happened over the last two hours. But yeah, just, just watch it. It's worth it. If you're okay with upsetting stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's a good title too. Mm-hmm. Especially for what the movie ends up being. Mm-hmm. It's pretty mysterious. It's a little long. The first hour is pretty stretched up. The second hour moves. Did really you mean fast. the title? The title. Oh, I thought you were talking about the movie. No. The movie feels longer than it is. But the second hour is really fast. I it has some. There's a lot of stuff that I was laughing at though that I don't think I. It has weird stuff where it makes you laugh and also like wince at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, there's one thing that made me like the kids talking like, "Oh, if you die, I'm, can I have your uh, Bluetooth or whatever MP3 player? You can I have that if you die?" Like that—that that was pretty funny. Okay, Eddie. Um, I watched Rocky Balboa, so that's the last Rocky movie. No, it's Green and Green too. The last Rocky movie. Rocky Venom. So, there's like three Captain America movies, but we don't call Avengers 5 and 6. Captain, like, never mind. That was a good movie. I watched Godzilla uh, King of the Monsters. I want to see that real bad. It's pretty dumb. Yeah. That's what I expect. Um, it's enjoyable. Big monsters smash, knock down buildings. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Is that the most recent? Mm-hmm. Um, How does it compare to the first one, the, the twenty fourteen one? Yes, I like that one more. In this one, they have monsters throughout the whole movie, but I think they shoot them better. Like the, the cinematography for them is better in the first one, especially since you don't get as much, so they make every moment. Is this part right. of the same universe? Is it? Yeah, I think. What do you mean? I think it's like. Like, is it a continuation? That of Godzilla, the King Kong one with Sam Jackson, and like, this is this Godzilla one is team. Okay, but the, there was Shin Godzilla. That's, that's, that's different. Toho. That's Toho. So. Okay. But this one has. From I haven't seen a lot for it, but it looked like the design for Godzilla was a little bit different. Uh, this one, like he looked. He gets little... juiced up. Yeah. Okay. I think that might be a line from the movie too. Okay. But, uh... I don't know how they can make a movie and sustain interest with just big fighting monsters. Pacific Rim did it. But there's humans inside of the machine. That, that right? was pretty bad stuff. The human stuff in that movie. I really liked Pacific Rim. I liked the fighting. I did as well. That, that's a movie with 30 good minutes of fighting and like an hour and a half of nothing. Well, it's lame stock characters. It's like Just like movie. out of Alien. Aliens. Wow, I wouldn't say that. Just out of aliens. I the characters out of aliens are very stock. They're very cooker cuttery. 
you just take them out of any war movie and you drop them into this sci-fi movie. Cookie cutter? Yeah. Thomas was giving me that look. Cooker cutter? Yeah, I heard that one. Did I say cooker cutter? Yeah. 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 Okay. This movie's like that. Okay. It's got like 30, 40 minutes of good monster fights. Well, actually, a lot of But the humans can't really do anything in, in these movies. They're inconsequential. I know. That's the fault of these movies. But this one had... The fighting with the monsters, a lot of the time, it was a little too close, so you can tell what was going on a lot. Some of the time, there's introductions to each of like the three or four main monsters, and they all are, they're all great. Those are probably the best parts of the movie. Um, yeah. If you want to see fighting monsters, go see it. But the human stuff's pretty okay, pretty lackluster. Um, I rewatched Kick-Ass. I liked it. More than I thought I did. So that's a good thing. Anyone seen it? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Good, bad, meh. I did not care for it. <laughs> is that the one? Is Nicolas Cage in that? Yeah. He's, he's good. I think he's the best part. Yeah. Of it. Is that the one with the girl in the purple wig? Yeah. Yeah. And she okay. runs around and she shoots people and swears. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. I think I've seen those movies. Um, I, I watched Rock and Rolla, Rolla um, Guy Ritchie. I've, I've been watching a lot of his movies recently. Um, it's okay. Eh, it has a lot of stars in it. Mm-hmm. I didn't even. Re- I thought it was just um, Gerard Butler, but I, I'm watching it and I see Idris Elba and Tom Hardy and um, what's his name? Tom Wilkinson's in it. He's was, I guess he's an older guy, but. Um, Crimson Peak I also watched it's so it's I watched a lot of okay movies this one I really enjoyed the like the message I guess the theme of the movie and the way it unfolded it took way too long to get to the interesting parts the visuals are amazing though the design of the house the design of like the like the red clay like in, like the Crimson Peak, I guess it's it's pretty good. I'd recommend it even just to see the the design of the movie. And the last one I'll mention is um, I think it's a, a Danish movie called The Guilty. It's being remade with Jake Gyllenhaal, but it basically follows this guy. He's um like the receiving end of when like when like emergency services when you call nine one one. He's one of those operators. And it's all in one room. It all focuses on him, basically getting a series of calls, and like it's it's amazing. It's on Netflix. It's like an hour and twenty minutes. I I highly recommend it. It's disturbing at parts, but the great thing about the movie is it it sucks you in. Like the movie Lock, that movie is just Tom Hardy in a car talking on the phone. This is the same, but I cared more in this one. I felt more like I felt worried for the characters. I guess it's um, the guilty. What's it called? The guilty. The guilty, and uh, I don't know. It's being remade, so I'm not sure if it's gonna work. But Jake Gyllenhaal's a good actor, so I think he'll do a good job. Thomas. Rhombus. Or hummus. As hummus. I like. <laughs> That's the one I he came up with. Um, Parks and Rec. I have finished season six. I don't know how I feel about the three-year time jump. 
It's, I mean, like, you know how like the, the, uh, you know how the sixth season, like, it ends, like, the final scene is, like, two years later? I don't remember the final scene, I just remember the final season being 2017. Yeah, it's like, it, it just feels weird. A John Hamm's in it. He's just in it for, like, yeah. three scenes, but. Which I, I like that. Hammy? Yeah. Was he hamming it up? Yeah. He seemed pretty normal, actually. He's pretty goofy in it, I think. Is he in the seventh season? Maybe for, like, one episode. Because he was in the last episode of the sixth season for, like, ten seconds. Like, he gets, like, fired. Oh, okay. I thought he was being, pretty, being goofy there. Well, um, it's a good show. It's funny. I enjoy it, though. I saw Rocket Man in theaters. Has anybody else seen that? No. It was it was pretty good. Um, I think the there's one thing actually I, that I really liked about it was that uh, Taron what's his name Taron Edgerton yeah yeah he does his own stunts in the movie. There's um, stunts in this movie. Well yeah well uh, I'm not gonna say no spoilers because you can't really spoil a biopic. Does, I know he's sing like his singing is yeah it's, he, it's actually him singing yeah. but there's a scene when he like uh, does like a bunch of cocaine and then he like falls down like a flight of stairs they actually tossed him from the, st- the top of the stairs right he broke 47 limbs <laughs> what? <laughs> what how can you break 47 limbs just, this guy's got like, a lot of limbs. Yeah. Okay, but like, where, where would they come out of Eddie's a secret tentacle man I don't know if you know that <laughs> secret tentacle oh I haven't told you yeah. um but that was one thing that really stood out to me, because you can really, and it's all in like one shot. So well, like, well, he probably wouldn't well, want to do more than one. But like, it doesn't look like when he falls, it doesn't like cut, you know, like, and it's like, wow, you can like, like it, it really sells it. Take thirty-two. <laughs> well, I don't. It just, it just. I think that's taking like really good initiative on his part, and it's, it's, and it's all the better for it. Because you can, you can tell it's him and not just some person with like a wig or like a look-alike. And the music is pretty good in it. I mean, it's all Elton John stuff, obviously. Did you see Bohemian Rhapsody? No, I haven't seen okay. that. I was going to ask you to compare. But no. um, yeah, all the acting is, is pretty solid in it. They don't really play the song Rocket Man, though. Like, they kind of play it. I don't even think they play it all the way through, though. Which is a little disappointing, because, you know, it's literally the namesake of the entire thing. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's a funny show. I, you like that, right? Mm-hmm. Have, you the, have you seen the new season on Netflix? I think I've seen maybe four or five episodes. I've only just heard that it came out, like, yesterday, so I haven't watched it yet. What did, what did you think about, of what you've seen of it so far? It seemed different. I don't know if there are different writers on it. This is going back quite a few months, though. I watched it when it was um, airing on television. Uh, yeah, it just felt different. I know that it got picked up for NBC. Was that this season that was on NBC? Yeah. Or was it CBC or something? No, maybe it was NBC. It was, it was the colored logo. And it was yeah. this yeah. season. This, this current season? Yeah, it felt different. In a good way or a bad way? I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think I liked it as much as, as previous seasons, but I, I don't feel like I 
have seen enough to really, or like that it's fresh enough in my mind to really comment on. The last one before they changed networks, that season I don't think was as good either. What are there, five, six? I think six this, is a, this is a six? Yeah. Right. Season five felt like they were getting tired. Yeah. This season feels different. So season five, like they, it felt like they, they're running the same jokes and, and they're maybe not inspired, but it felt like the same show, just tired. This one, I don't know, it felt, this will sound weird, sillier? Not sure. I guess. It, it's, it's a little bit more serious in some points, though. Yeah, okay. Um, and I, I thought that it was a little bit more adulty. Yeah, that's, that's what I, uh, do you, did you get to the episode where, with Amy's story? I don't want to say anything in case people are going to... About her, her brother? No, it was like okay. her police captain. No. Okay. I don't think so. Well, you'll get to it if you do decide to watch it. Okay. Um, and then I watched Hereditary. Okay. Um, I was this close to doing the math click. I had it ready. I had it ready. I also watched something with John Hamm. I've been watching the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> and uh, it's a cute little comedy show. I couldn't get past the no. first season. No? I think it's kind of fun. It's quirky. It's weird. It's, it's a fine show to go to sleep to. And I watched a Netflix original film called The Perfection. Oh. <laughs> Rachel has seen it. Directed by Richard Shepard. Did you look it up? Yep. Starring Allison Willie something and Logan Bro something. I can't see their full names. Uh, what do you think? It was so messed up. Messed up in a good way. Yes and no. Okay. It's the story of a girl who was a child prodigy cellist. Is it cello? Yeah. Celloist. Cellist. Chilliest. Chilliest. Did she play a She was the chilliest celloist. Uh, but then her mother fell sick uh, with a terminal disease, and so she moved away from from the limelight, and then her mother passes away, and she... Uh, I guess is invited to go back to this environment, but not as a player, as a spectator. And she meets kind of like the the new darling of the cello community. What genre is this? Like her replacement? (sighs) Thriller? Thriller? Psychological thriller? Whiplash with cellos? That's that's how it started. Um, But then it moves in some interesting areas. There's some really neat imagery in it. I think the movie is pretty poorly constructed. Do you want to spoil it? There is some I'd cellos. rather not. Okay. Hmm? There is some cellos in Whiplash. Hmm? It's the Whiplash. That's the, there's going to be a Whiplash <laughs> cinematic <Thomas>. universe. <laughs> it's one of the movies that was spawned by Whiplash. It, um, so it starts out where the the old cellist and the young cellist they start to form a relationship and then they end up going on a road trip and then uh, some odd things sort of ensue there are some there are some parts that were rather disgusting um, that unnerved me 
And the, the final image of the scene, I think, is really interesting. Is this a recommend but or I not? Don't, I don't know. Rachel, is it? You you really liked Ghost Story, right? Was it? No, not Ghost Story. Was the was that um, Ghost Stories? Was it Ghost Stories? Was that the one where the guy was doing the investigation about the ghosts? one that you yeah. and you didn't okay. like, right? I didn't like it. You liked it. Yeah, I right? half and half liked okay. it. Okay, yeah. I feel like it's kind of like that. When I got to the end, I I was I was kind of torn, and so I I looked online to see what people are saying, and it seems like like some people are kind of supporting it and some people aren't and I kind of feel like it's the same sort of thing ghost stories felt really silly to me and this felt kind of silly to me but there were some really I think interesting parts oh this is the the girl in Get Out is it? I think it is Allison Williams from the picture something like that so it's not it's not a an enthusiastic recommend. If I were to recommend it, it's mostly just to see what you would think of it so that I don't know. Did you enjoy it, Rachel? Um kinda of bothered me. Okay. But it was supposed to, so Yeah. It was okay. There's a part that happened where like I laughed out loud and it just seemed so silly. And then when it was explained it made sense. It really bugged me when it started to do like the rewinding stuff. So things would happen and then they would rewind and then they would show you some stuff that you didn't get a chance to see to contextualize what did happen. And that kind of bothered me. A little bit like uh, bad times yeah, and all that backstory. Um, so I don't know, the construction seemed a little clunky. And I think that those things are often crutches for filmmakers who can't figure out how to do it in a more eloquent way but yeah I don't know I'd, I'd maybe give it a 2.5 out of 5 alright that's what I watched we're gonna do our lists when, uh, do oh we're right Harry, Harry to Terry okay so what was that one? We Harry to Terry this quick, or do you guys? No, we'll do Hereditary first, and we'll finish with our, our top. I forgot about Hereditary. So, clicking uh, Hereditary, directed by Ari Aster, starring Tony Collette and Miley Shapiro, Gabriel Byrne. Um, after the family monarch passes away, a grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences, and begin to unravel dark secrets. Has everyone seen it here? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. good. Spoilers for you who, <laughs> who are listening. Yeah, who have not seen it. I also didn't... I don't think I named uh, Alex Wolf as, uh, as Peter. He's in it, too. Um, what do you guys think of Hereditary? It's Matriarch, not Monarch. I wanted to correct you on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Monarch from Godzilla? Monarch's one. Oh, that's a company, right? Sorry. Um, it's very good, but it does have some tonal problems maybe with comedy in it I was gonna bring that up actually I felt that way the first time I saw it I haven't uh, I'd like to say it? I haven't rewatched re it since the I, would, I rewatched it because I'm taking today very seriously on like YouTube me I didn't even say anything have you watched it again no. Oh. Well, well then I'm taking this very seriously I rewatch it's so hard for me to go back and watch this one because, because of the content a little bit yeah it's disturbing <laughs> So I went back. It didn't seem to have 
as much a tonal uh, bipolar disorder this time for me. But I definitely did the first time through. I was really kind of confused by, by what I was watching. When, when it gets to a certain point, the movie is definitely in like two halves. And you don't think so? There's a pre and a post. I don't think so. Pre-post no? the post? Or well, we could talk about it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm just, like, my kind of... I've, I've seen it before. I've watched it again. I had a tonal issue with it the first time. Less of a tonal issue this time, although I think there are choices that, that I'm not sure I really understand uh, by the director. But I think that it's, it's very effective. I definitely like the first half more than the second half. Should we talk about the comedy? Well, this is when we talk about the general things that we feel yes. about it before we get into these specifics. Um, and I've gone, and Anderson's gone. I will say that last week, or whenever we... Yeah, it was last week, we talked about there being a scene like half an hour into the movie where mm. Anderson and I both said our yeah. own theaters were kind of... Yeah. Quiet. Everyone shuts down. Yeah. 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 People just speak, forget, forget to breathe. And that would be the pull decapitating the young girl. Mm-hmm. It was really disturbing. It was, but I don't think it was cheap either. I think a lot of movies could do something like this and it would come across as unearned. Uh, yeah. I think that this movie spent a fair bit of time and it's not gratuitous mm-hmm. in that regard. You don't see it. You, you see know it. it. You see well, it, you see it later. later. Like you, you thought originally. You were telling me that you originally thought that she just got severe brain damage. Oh, originally, right? I I didn't anticipate there to be like a, a decapitation. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You just, like hit her head really hard. Yeah, that's what I anticipated. The car doesn't hit the telephone pole. What when it was drives past the telephone pole? I thought that she just gets clocked in the head. It, it never occurred to me that it would take her head off. So was it the shock of seeing the head that made you like you like? Quiet? No. And well, no. It was so you didn't. Okay. It's still that. When she has her head out of the window and I know. her head hits the pole, you don't see it, but you know that it happens. Well, I just. It's I, at that point. Seeing the head, I, it, that's just gore. That's not. I know, but you didn't know at that point. Like, because I. Oh, I, I knew she was dead. No, I get that, but you didn't know it was the head. Like, she was decapitated. Because yes. when I saw it, like, I, that, mm. I thought she was decapitated. I, so it did. That, that built into the whole. Scene. Yeah, I was like, it's gone. Oh, but her being decapitated doesn't matter. Her being dead is what matters. For me, it mattered. Really? Okay. Yeah. That I think being decapitated, uh, decapitated is a lot more brutal than just getting hit in the head, the pole. Well, that would have like think so. snapped your neck though, if the head didn't come off. It would just like. What did it for me is here's a here's a brother who was responsible for his sister. She was in a uh, a very vulnerable state mm-hmm. and he was trying to help her and he miscalculates things and he ends up killing his sister that's what this yeah. affected me had nothing to do with decapitation or head trauma or anything and just, Tony Collette's re- and his reaction and then Tony Collette's reaction yeah. later and when she finds the car and how he stays awake throughout the entire night like that entire that's like, what I'm I'm not just saying the head being knocked off is what I think he's saying that that's that's part of it. Like that's a small part that makes I'm, it even worse. I'm saying in the theater, when like people were just speechless because she got like so brutally killed, but also like the thing that 
every time I think of the movie, I think of the fact that, like, he goes to bed, and you just hear the screams of the mom. That's what, like... I think real-life horror like that is way more disturbing than seeing, like, a ghost or anything supernatural like that. I'd like to ask a question. Can you scroll... Can you scroll up to the poster? I can, when you tell us your general response to the movie. Eat your I... broccoli before you can have your dessert. Is that a... I, I get Things what in order. Okay. Everything in order. Um, I liked it. It was disturbing, and um, the pole scene. I was not quiet. I got up, and I was like... I'm not going to say what I said, but... You know, you guys know. Could you like, do a PG version of it? Well, you guys, you guys know I don't swear. I, um, I, I swore because <laughs> I was, I was. Yeah. Yeah. G Willikers. Gosh I, darn. I was not expecting that, and I did cover my mouth like Anderson did. I, I, I sat like that. Hands went to my mouth. And I, I, I was like, I was like, back, like, I was like walking, or, I was like pacing. Because I was, I, ha- I was watching it on my iPad. I was, like, pacing around oh, a you little. Were, I like, thought, thought you were in a club. I thought that... I forgot we didn't oh. do it, so I had assumed you... <laughs> I was like, and then I was, like, grabbing my own head. <laughs> it's still on? <laughs> well, not like, a, not like I thought my own head was gone, but just, I don't know, instinctively. Reassurance that it's not gone. That it's still attached? <laughs> just making sure... How long in? How far into the movie did that happen? I think it's only like half an hour. Half an hour to forty-five minutes there. Yeah. But yeah, I liked it though. Okay, it's good. (laughs) Yes. Fine. Um. It it kind of confused me towards the end. Like, it wasn't great. I wouldn't say. I just didn't want to be there for the second half of the movie. After the first half? <laughs> no. Emily? Um, I don't know. It was uh, really weird. Is it a yay or a nay? It's a may. That's not bad. <laughs> I mean, you hate everything. So That's true. It, a may is better than a nay. I didn't like it. Okay. I don't watch many horror movies, but I feel like if I did, I probably still wouldn't like it. The ending, I found, I, from what I understood from it, I just, I didn't like the way they ended it. I thought they made the girl way too more important than she should have been. I think that's the point of the cult, though. I think that's the whole, that's the centerpiece. Yeah. That's what they wanted. That's how you brought the, what's the demon? Paimon. That's how you Pyman. brought him back into the world. Do you mean the cult put too much emphasis on her, the family put too I've, much emphasis, the film put too much emphasis? Well, they said, like, she was Paimon, the devil king, some sort of, something like that. And I was like, I feel like it would be more satisfying if she was just a demon instead of one of the kings of hell yeah like one of the eight kings of hell I feel like she should have been just a regular demon and they worshipping payment and 
I feel like she was put too much on a pedestal. Like so you'd rather... But she's their god. Yeah. I think he, he's trying to say that he would rather not have been a god and just worshipping like a regular old demon. Yeah. He's the regular old demon. Well, I, I would rather they worship a god, but this being one of their disciples instead of her being literally... I don't, I think it's just like she's the like the body even though it was the brother in the end she was the the vessel mm-hmm. yeah so I don't think it actually was her well, right. maybe it, yeah well yeah. when she was born the the grandmother spent a lot of time with her and I think you're supposed to infer that she allowed the demon in, or the king into her yeah so Payman was moved into the daughter because she wasn't allowed to see the son when he was born because the mom and the, the grandmother were were having a, a timeout, and then they reconciled, but the son was too old at the time, I guess, or, or she couldn't get close enough yeah. to him, probably, and so... Then so you the, need to do this ritual of the three generations of women in the family, <laughs> along with the bot, along with... They needed... <laughs> it's just complicated. They needed, the, the, they needed the male... Yeah. ...to produce, or to have the demon in... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, and so the... Yeah. But, when they had the boy, the mother wouldn't let yeah. her yeah. the grandmother near, so she had to infest the and daughter. Charlie was, she was just a, a, a temporary vessel, and then I don't, I wouldn't say they transferred her over. And they needed to decapitate all the women as a ceremony to put Charlie inside the brother, who also has the demon inside of her, so the demon can go inside him. If that makes yeah. sense, I don't think it does. Uh, that makes. Enough. I definitely don't think it's they're like clear a, on what needs doll. to happen. I don't think that the film is very clear on we needed to have three decapitations. Or I think that they do because at, at the end when they're in the treehouse, they have like the three the three bodies there all waiting mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, I think that may have had something to do with it. Well, they definitely tell you that visually, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not sure if those are things that needed to happen. But yeah, you do get they, like they need like to unlock like they do their ritual. That don't you have to first unlock it, and then you have to lock it into place, and then you could finally bring it to the world. Isn't that why, like the seance, like they have the first one with the grandmother's friend, mm-hmm. then they have the second one with the, just the family in the house, and the third one is in the treehouse. Okay. I never, th- I never thought of the treehouse at the end as being uh, a seance. Well, it's been a while, but isn't that how? He doesn't become the, um, the, go ahead. No, no, I'm just telling Thomas he can put his hand down. What do you want to say, Thomas? Um, is it implied that the grandmother breastfed Charlie? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. In the In that model. Yeah. And that it's also said that she fed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is super weird. So the model definitely does show that. Mm-hmm. Also the poster. Um, I don't know if this is intentional. I'm assuming it is, but the way they have Charlie's head, where you don't see kind of the full thing. Okay. You know how she doesn't, like, it's kind of like half of her head? Mm-hmm. I know it, it's not really, I know it's a little like bit more than half. they're the decapitation yeah. already? Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um... The seance at Joni's house 
I don't think that's something that has anything to do with payment. Yeah. I think that's just to bring in the mom. Mm-hmm. So the mom will go home, recite then the ritual, and invite whatever it is. Into the house. Which yeah. is a, yeah. that was yeah. a different... I forgot Didn't about she give her different words? That no, was bring in payment? Well, she's like, you have to read this first. I don't know what language is in, but you have to read this before you start doing the... The seance, right? The medium told her, right? Okay. The first time I forgot, it was the it was the demon that they, she um, called her grandson or something. Like she she made it seem like it was her grandson coming yes. back, mm-hmm. but in reality, it was probably the demon. Did, no, I don't think so. Then what was it? So like, I think the demon was on the other side. Yeah, I think the demon that, was was lost somehow, bound. I don't know, maybe to like Charlie's original soul or whatever, but like. When Charlie Payman is killed, there needs to be something that will allow that spirit to come through so how, again. How would you say that the, like the seance in the, the grandmother's friend, like how would you say that worked? Because that I just assumed it was. Well, we're talking about witches and witchcraft, so yeah. I'd imagine that they could have summoned something different, something else. She could have lost a child or a grandson it, that could have been legitimate I got the whole right. sense from that scene that it was all kind of like trickery anyways on on first watch I thought that but seeing the, the entire picture I don't, I'm not sure why it wouldn't be Payman helping the cult out I think I, I like yeah I think I think I agree with that idea how it's Payman tricking her also into it, yeah. letting her in Payman plays the part of her deceased grandson because payment also sets, helps set up things. Mm-hmm. Like, th- they put the symbols everywhere. Mm-hmm. So maybe, like, they obviously put the animal on the road that he has to swerve out of the way. Was it a deer? I don't know. I'll... Was it a sacred deer? <laughs> I'm not really sure what payment does, because when payment's in to... Um, like, it's not like Charlie knows that she's some powerful demon. I, did she did she make the bird fly into the window? No. That's I don't think she... Right I think it just happens. I, I think most of the stuff just happens. Because then you kind of see her, like, kind of, like, looking around. Like, it's a close-up on her face. So I don't know if she's ready to accept it. I don't, I don't think it. Peter at the end when... Or, like, what was Peter that is now payment? I don't... Like, he seems more confused than anything. I think that... I, th- I think this just might be like slack job like that's how he fell and that's just what he looks like now but uh, with okay. Charlie I think that she doesn't know because it's a female body so he so payment doesn't have full control but when he's in the male body then he take complete takes over and control and controls Charlie up the not Charlie uh, Peter Peter up the ladder into the treehouse maybe okay yeah he, he actually has control on the male body yeah. I like the, I know Anderson isn't a huge fan of the sort of last 20 minutes or so. I like that a lot. Um, I like the, I like being in the theater and he's in his bed and the mom's in the and corner. You, yeah, you, but you, you think don't, you see her? I'm I, not sure. That's one thing I, like, I immediately saw it. I, I did like, too. Uh, <laughs> you did. I, I, I didn't, didn't see the thing that, that And I was like, uh, I think the thing that more got me was when he's up and you see her kind of going like... Just like silently, and I then when you it all that, goofy. Yeah, there are I a couple found, really goofy bits in it. I found when she was like running across the wall, that was just 
really stupidly made. And I don't get the sense of... I, I don't know why she's bothering to do that. She's not doing that to intimidate him. Is she trying to scare him into... No, because he doesn't see her. Well, scare him into... Well, eventually he He's sees her. He's already paranoid, though. She just kind of, like, runs up behind him when he sees her. Uh, we see her, like, hovering. So it, it's for us. But it just... It looks silly to me. And it also... Another part that seemed excessively goofy was when he was in school and he looked over and he saw his uh, reflection smiling, smiling back at him. I didn't really like that. that but I did like the bit that follows where like his hand sticks up and he starts mm-hmm. like hitting yes. off the table. Oh my! I hated that face. That was. It was like. A, yeah, I know. I, I, and he couldn't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. That was always oh, like really when he was me. smoking the weed and. He no, said, when I he's in class, f- he yeah. can't breathe. When he puts his hand up and he's making that face, he can't breathe. Oh okay. I thought he was just. Oh okay, I didn't get that sense, but I guess that makes sense. I felt so bad for that dad. Oh, yeah, he's dad just a normal guy try, trying to make it through this. The dinner he scene was, was so was oh. amazing. That dinner scene is really good. And, then and when she's notes. yelling at him, is like, I wish I could make you forget the. I wish did. I didn't have you. Right? Doesn't he? Say, no, she say something like she that? She says that in her. I, she says that in their nightmare. Reason. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Then she covers her mouth, and then she just keeps on talking. Yeah. But that's a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's in the... Yeah, that's was in, it? Yeah. yeah. And then at the dinner table, she's that's when she's talking about, like, don't you don't swear at me, you yeah. little, little boy. The pacing of the movie is exceptional as well, because uh, Charlie dies, and then you don't see them really together as a family unit until that dinner scene, which is a little while later, like 10 or 15 minutes later. I think it's longer than that, even. And so there's all of this sort of... Like unresolved tension, and that works perfectly. That is, and then, it does. In that scene, when like she's yelling at him, he keeps going at her and like just making it. This is the just making everything worse. And along with the dad being being great, the bit where she's he's telling her to burn the book, and it, I, I think I remember just being like a flat wide shot, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. and she just keeps on yelling at him and like, it's like going please. insane, and he's just standing there like a normal guy trying to understand it. Yeah, I, I like his character a lot. Gabriel Byrne is good. I think all the performances oh, are, yeah. Gabriel are good. Gabriel Byrne. Oh. <laughs> I wish I came up with that, but I didn't. But oh. I still wanted to put that in there because I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I think his parents came up with that. Um, <laughs> Alex Wolf as, as Peter. I don't I don't know about his performance. But he seems funny. Like, when he's crying, like, there's a choice where he's, like, he's full-on bawling. I think I, that I makes think, sense. I think it makes I, sense. As a, but I think it works, works is a little funny. I don't know, people... When he's in the attic and, and he's like, Mommy! I don't think that's... That must and be. the headbanging. Yeah, I don't think that's uh, I think it's weird at all. Yeah, when he's... Okay. I thought, I thought it was... I thought it worked pretty yeah. well for the most part. He's, like, reduced to, like... Yeah. But even, like, it happens in the seance that they're having. And he gets, he gets kind of afraid. And he's like... <laughs> I don't think... I think that's... Realistic, like yeah, imagine I think seeing, that is very realistic. And the cry, because it's like imagine it being your fault, and then yeah, your mom goes crazy trying to bring her your sister back, that and like kind all of, of this stuff is weighing on. I, I, I imagine it. I'm realistic. not saying it's unrealistic. You just don't like it. That was. You don't think it seems well. almost funny. That I guess that's just a difference of viewpoints. In that. That un- and I think uh, some of the camera shots and angles support like a, a humorous almost evil dead Sam Raimi sort of take there's a lot of people hear something and the camera's looking at somebody's face and their head moves towards the sound and then the camera like slowly like follows their head after like a lot of really Sam Raimi 
sort oh, of I think, cuts. I think that's a bit like a slowed down Samory, because Samory, there'd be a sound I'd instantly go over. <laughs> yeah. Instantly go over to the lamp laughing. This one would be like, slowly go over to a sound. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to bring something up about that, that silent scene. Mm-hmm. It felt almost like a Wes Anderson scene. Like the dialogue and the... L- let me explain. Let me explain. Um, like the dialogue and the like the camera movements when she's like, please, and he's like, I'm going. And he's like, no, you gotta stay, please. And then he just looks at that and he's like, okay, I'll stay. And then it like kind of whips over to him and he's just like... Just, um, you know, it's, 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 it's something I feel... It's like something you would see in a Wes Anderson movie. It just didn't seem. It was like, okay, I'll stay. Well, in, in that regard, I think maybe the attic scene is a little Wes Anderson-y too. When he sees his mom sawing off her head, and then he looks over, and there's naked people, and he goes, ah! And yeah, that's that, 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 that bit's weird when he when he like screams and runs out the window. Yeah, that's yeah. it's weird. That stuff is just that's the most comedic thing in the movie. I think. I think it's still like weirdly freaky. But you know, I can't explain that. Just imagine. Maybe it's just me thinking about. Oh, in the shadows, just old naked people. Yeah, when when it's I saw that weird. first one, that one that one got me. The guy I, I like saw it rat. immediately. Oh, uh, uh, the one the in the door in the basement, not the basement like the the, the guy at the floor. funeral in the beginning. Who yeah, looks the smiley guy. That guy. Okay, so that was the same guy. Yeah. Okay, but the one I think in the one of them might be attic. a teacher at his school too. Is it? I think maybe. Oh, okay. I think Charlie's teacher may have been one. Okay. Do you ever see Charlie in school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When That's the, the bit where the bird. Oh right, yeah. right. I totally forgot about that. Or maybe not, because there's. I may be mistaking her with the one across with the lady across the street who's yeah. like screaming incantations at her. You do see her at I think that's, um... You know, there's one, that's, there's one that does it to both kids. Or one of them's, like, being nice, like, saying them across the street, looking at her. That's the... Isn't that the, the um... And she's like... And then... That, that's, isn't that no, the... No, and, the, and then the... the, the that's, that's Joni. Yeah, yeah, no, that's Joni. later at the... With the brother screaming at yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. But there's one earlier with Charlie. It's not, it's not the same person? It's no. not the same person. Okay. No, it's a blonde lady, kind of weird... I... I... I think the... The amazing thing about this movie is... Going in, you don't know... It's basic. It's it's a cult orchestrating, like a ritual. But you don't know that, and they they place the movie as a family just tearing each other down, mm-hmm. and things like the grandmother's friend being in the parking lot. You know, on like retrospect, that she was waiting this whole time. That yeah. there each thing is put in place, and when you see the big picture, they they orchestrated this perfectly like to work mm-hmm. I don't know I just really appreciate that the filmmakers didn't even like oh let's just do this make it work out like they planned everything specifically mm-hmm. to make sense I don't know I definitely prefer the first part of the movie the family drama to the horror at the end I think both are very effective mm-hmm. in their own ways all the silence the very quiet is yeah, effective. it's very effective as well. Um, why do they have to put Peter through all of this torture? The Getting him ready for like having a demon inside of him, maybe like. Yeah. What do you mean? I, I can't remember. Well, like him how... smashing his head off the desk and and the um, psychological torture 
somebody trying to pull his head off in the middle of the night. Well, they, I, I don't. I'm not really sure why they they're going through all of this. I think I would. You go. Yeah. I would maybe agree with. Hunter on that that they're maybe prepping him because remember she told to the story of her oh. of yeah no her I think it was her brother's the brother yeah. had like schizophrenia and uh, he hung himself because he said he was trying to put people inside him the father drowned himself or something mm-hmm. yeah I think so, so maybe that was a failed so, yeah like failed putting pie in and then he couldn't get to Peter because she didn't uh, tell me Colette what was her name Annie because yeah. Annie wouldn't let her near him. Um, but then with Charlie, she did. Mm-hmm. What does the grandmother... would have been training. What does the grandmother's friend yell across the street? Like, release? Uh, or at him? Yeah, yeah, I think it's... something. I think she says release. I thought it was just incantations, but it's probably, like, re- I think it might be release. I think she did say release at one Because I just thought of that now. Maybe they, they have to... They can't just take, like, the body... They can't just use his body with him still partially in it, so maybe they have to break him down enough till he, like, maybe not willingly, but he is so broken down that there's nothing left in him to and get the demon in. And That's what he, I was thinking. And when he jumps out the window, at that point, he's finally weak enough. Well, he's lo- he's lost everything, and then he, what's he see? His mom saw him. His mom saw her head off, yeah. yeah. One of the neat details about the movie that I don't recall noticing in the theater, but I noticed on this watch, was after he jumps out the window and he hits the ground, you hear, you hear a thud yeah, of, like, her head coming that. off. Oh. Like, she's still sawing yeah. her head off when he jumps out the window. Yeah. And then, like, he hits the ground, and then, like, it lingers on him, and, like, and you just hear a thump. And you hear, you still hear the <laughs> noise. Now it just feels gross, thinking about that. <laughs> um... That blue light that was kind of following him mm-hmm. everywhere was that Payman? Yeah, I, it, I, think, I so. think so because at the end it looks like it lingers on his body and just it sort of like disappears. Yeah. yeah, but there's also the thing earlier with the mom's magnifying glass thing that she uses. Mm-hmm. I think it might. I've heard people say that it might be that also. I don't know. That's like in a weird. Payman has a big magnifying glass. <laughs> just <laughs> you doing down there, Peter? Oh, okay. So. What he uses I, look, to burn. I look for metaphor a lot when I watch movies, and I think in a lot of ways, what's happening in this movie is we're looking at like a kind of metaphor for family dysfunction and the torture that we put each other through, just because we're related and the baggage that we carry from one generation to the next and so forth. We haven't talked about her model making as a mm-hmm, as yeah. a career. What if? Because we don't see that that magnifying glass effect or that weird blue light effect until later on in the story, until after Charlie is dead. We know that the mom is working through her grief by making that's when she gets dioramas. with it. Yeah, she's and making dioramas. It's like what it's if view what if this is all the mom working through her her trauma of losing a child, and so everything after Charlie is fake or it's dies. Just head? Yeah, is her, but. Like, it makes sense up to the point of she's not, like, she's putting, like, her son mm-hmm. is also going through a lot. That why would she, like, wouldn't she be involved in most of this stuff? Like, in most of these, like, if you're saying the whole rest of the movie of the whole cult and all of that, wouldn't she be more involved? Because, I don't know. More involved, huh? Well, there's a lot of scenes with just the son or 
Yeah, and, and this is her. This is her as a voyeur, torturing her son for the death of her daughter. I think, and trying to make sense of it, because you know, it's harder to believe in a world where bad things like this happen. It's much easier to blame it on somebody like your son and an evil cult. It's an interesting theory. I, I feel like a lot of movies that would be the twist, though. That's in her I, head. That's it's all in her head. Yeah. But with this, I like to think that it is like everything you see actually happened. It's kind of like The Shining of the Witch, though you can take it how you want. Well, I never thought that before. I was just trying to work through, like, okay, so if that light is her magnifying lens, um, and she's she's convinced that that would be that would be that light would be coming from somebody studying what's going on, and so then if it's then she would be above all of this, and this is all diorama. I think that yeah. the whole movie might be, though, because in the very beginning, the first shot is zooming in on the house model, mm-hmm. and it comes in with the dad and the son there. Yeah. So it could, be, like, from beginning to end, could be her going through what led up to her her daughter's death and then how she reacted to it and what she did after. I, I had thought of it more of that first shot is sort of showing us that these characters do not control their futures and that this is all, like, a like a play going on like they're like I said earlier they're orchestrating this the cult is mm-hmm. so that like no matter what they do they're destined to fall apart since they can't really come together especially after Charlie's death that like all they need to do is have that conversation at dinner that they talk about but they don't really reconnect like they say we could have like grown because of this Yeah. This but since they good. can't they're stuck in this I guess like, they're stuck with the cult. I don't know. They're stuck being under the influence of the cult. Like that works with the exception of Tony Collette's character because she controls the dioramas. They're her dioramas. It could be seen as. That the, I just thought of it as like overall the demon or the cult as a whole was the one, maybe where she thinks she's in charge. Okay. Well, if that's a metaphor, I think it's a problematic metaphor. Because, like, in that regard, like, other people can be powerless in it, but she's the one that she plays God to her world. But the mother's always in there. The mother's always a a central figure, like, with the breastfeeding. Like, she doesn't need to put that stuff in there. No, this this is her trying to work through difficulties of her life. And... So she can't control her real life, so she can control these, and she can, she can make them, and she can, she can study them, and hopefully come to terms with them. Just like having a, you know, a death happen, you know, it could bring a family together, or it could rip them apart. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're looking at it through the lens of, like, her making this uh, diorama, I guess. I was just looking at overall the diorama is like a representation of this whole movie being like they have no free will because they're trapped within their walls I guess okay the walls of everything's the already laid out for yeah, them yeah that's what I was trying to get at didn't they make an actual like full size dollhouse for the set yeah. I think oh I think, yeah, I think so yeah like where some of the walls are like gone because I noticed that one in this one scene when she's kind of like uh, she's like kind of 
before like the really crazy stuff starts happening she's like running to I think to her workshop maybe and it kind of like goes through a wall or like where a wall would be and that's, that's also Anderson, yeah I was just, yeah that's another with the dioramas there's definitely the element of reality and illusion because you see it in this diorama for sure but then you see people get up and move around in this diorama and the Pyman Pyman light <laughs> thing if we're looking at it from the viewpoint of like the mom and her magnifying glass eyewear thing, that could be her, um, uh, you know, putting the blame on Peter, like you guys were talking about. Do we? At the end, when it like goes into him. Do we? Is this an original story, or is this based on something? I think it's, I think it's original. original. It's a pretty good concept. Yeah, written and execution. Directed. The execution is fantastic. It's amazing that this is his first film. I'm really excited for his next one. The Lighthouse? No, that's uh, Robert Eggers. That's The Witch. Midsummer. It's Midsummer. yeah. Did we watch the trailer for that last time? No. Did we talk about it? We talked about the trailer for The Nightingale. Right. Uh, Anything else about Hereditary? Uh, One quick thing. Tony Collette got robbed. She deserved at least a nomination. But it's a horror movie, they usually yeah. get snubbed. Yeah, I know. The Academy sucks. <laughs> Hank, they know it too. Yeah. Favorite scene? Favorite scene? Sorry. I don't know what my favorite scene is yet. I'll let you take it. I have a hard time to pick because I think there's a lot of really charged scenes. Um, Thomas? Um, maybe the... That beginning of the seance scene. Which one? Like the... When she's going around to get everyone down to the kitchen. Yeah, and she's like... And she's like pleading him like to stay. And he's like, okay, we'll do it. Um, and then maybe... Maybe the, the accident, just because of how shocking it was... I don't know if I can say that's my favorite yeah, no. scene. I was going to saying a favorite but for this movie is like how we talked about with uh, Black List. Mirror, how you can't really say it's like your favorite episode because it's you, you say it's like well done because it feels gross to say it's your favorite, like it's good. Yeah, so I, yeah, it was well done. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, I, a close second is what Thomas said, that that shocking scene, but thinking about it more, I think the dinner scene is just a good example of like the movie as a whole, how they can't really move on as a family, and that sort of is the center point to all their troubles. And I just really like the fact that it felt sort of realistic to a point. Sorry, I don't know what's going on. Someone just hit the door. I I liked when she she snapped on him. She called him a little boy. Yeah. Um, I think everyone's gonna recommend or say like a special thing for the accident scene because of how messed up it is. But I think my favorite, um, the best scene was uh, to me was when uh the brother got take Peter got taken over in the classroom not the smile but what happens after that like the fear of losing control of your body and like not being able to breathe and all that is just so 
gets under your skin and is so unnerving. Yeah, that and upsetting. That f- I've heard that he thinks that he's suffering from PTSD after doing that movie. Hmm. I, oh, I, I, I I didn't read the article, but I I saw like the headlines of it. I was like, I can kind of understand that. We didn't even talk about the title of the movie relating to it. Oh yeah. Hereditary how it could all just be mental illness or. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that how well it works. Hereditary. I don't think it works. No. What do you think it's implying then? I, I think metaphorically it, it's about what we pass down from generation to generation. And so the grandmother has this background, whether she's actually crazy or not, but they say that she's demented by the time she dies. Um, and that we have to pass on her family's like good and bad side? Well, there's a legacy. Legacy. Yeah. There's There are things that are passed forward from one generation to the next, and that's hereditary. Like, you just take it on because a familial obligation. And so the mother had these, the grandmother had these things going on, and the mother has to kind of, like, deal with that, and the children have to deal with that. Was do you think Annie was ever involved in it? Because she, no. she I don't has think she had that any idea. payment. I think her mom just gave it to her, and she just didn't know. Mm. Or Cause it may not even. It may have just be like left the whole the well. side of the cult. Like, I don't know. She, even that her family, um, her brother and her father, like th- somehow this this family started to go sour. We don't even know how far back, but the grandmother, even the concept of your grandmother being this evil person, like, I don't know, most grandmothers are nice. That's what you associate with a grandmother. That concept in itself is just, like, disturbing even for some people. I'm going to have to say no to the nice grandmother thing. (laughs) (laughs) But there's the stereotype of, like, the sweet old lady. Yeah. It's not true, and that's why it's a stereotype and not a truth. But yeah, there's that idea. But then you you meet old people and you realize that... They're grumpy old people. Just like you have this idea of like, you know, children are nice and sweet and innocent, but if you go into like a... Screaming fireballs running around. Well, yeah, you go to an elementary school and you see the way the kids treat each other. And I think back to what I endured as like a little kid. I'm terrified of the little people. (laughs) The little people are coming. Trying to push themselves down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Did you over there, Emily? No. Did you say your favorite? No. Do you want to? No. Rachel, okay. <laughs> do you have one? Oh, no. she just said no. Well, she said, "Do you want to tell us?" And she said, "No." Rachel. Uh, I honestly don't think I have one for this movie. So. Do you two have a least favorite scene? When the mom cut her own head off. <laughs> What's your least favorite scene? Okay. Same. Same. Um, I like the part when you learned at first about uh, Payman and uh, the grandmother. Like when they go flip through the like photo album? When, you, when they flip through the photo album and they learn that uh, the grandma was connected to the uh, other woman. Joan. And, yeah, Joan. And then she finds a book on Payman and how it says, like, the god of mischief. Or no, king of mischief. Loki, yeah. 
I know. I thought he was like riches or something like that. Or no, that there were just, a few things. Yeah, he would give riches to his followers. I thought that. So was is that what it was? Like that picture of her, like yeah, that's like that, and they were all like showering with like coins. Mm-hmm. I think this is a like a like this was the filmmaker took it from another place because I don't think he created this idea of payment. I think payment was like a oh probably not like um I don't know like a myth. Like I a think it was a type of myth or like. One of, I don't know how to word it, but he w- wasn't just made up by the director or whoever. No, but you can make up a story and include the things that have yeah, existed in the past. that's what I mean. Like, I don't think that William Peter Blatty invented the devil when he wrote <laughs> The Exorcist. Uh, stars? Oh, I was... I could go with the dinner scene. I liked it. I could go with the, no, the eating the thoughts. cakes and the accident scene. Um, I think I'll go with the dad driving the son home, and he stops at the light and cries. I don't remember yeah. that. Still he picks up his son from school after he broke his nose on oh, the desk, yeah. and he's driving him home, and he has a telephone call with his wife um, about having to like take care of his family and his children and uh, he stops at a he almost runs a light and he, he stops and he cries I like that they didn't make anything bad happen there mm-hmm. it's just like a it's just like you know what I mean it's just one of those very relatable things mm-hmm. that guy chose the wrong wife <laughs> okay stars and he burned I'm Sorry. stuck between like a four and a four and a half I think I'll go full four and a half I'm a four and a half. Four. What? I'm gonna go with a two and a half. Emily. Two and three quarters. Okay. I think I'm gonna go with a four and a half too. I'll go with a big old five. Was that your first five? I think I was between four and a half and five. I think this is one of my favorite horror movies. One of my favorite movies, maybe even. Oh yeah, I think it might okay. be my favorite horror movie, it, yeah. and I that I don't know if that's really saying much because I haven't watched a whole lot of horror movies, but out of the ones I have seen, this might be my favorite. Okay, uh, so we uh, will move on to our list, our tops and bottoms of the 2018 2019 year. Does everyone do like, bottom for, like their bottoms first, and then we do all do the tops? Or? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll start with our. Are we doing? Bottom five, and then yeah. top ten. I don't think I hate it enough to do like a bottom five. I mean, the bottom three. Okay. Well, you don't hate. Yeah, yeah. Say they're your bottom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So just to run through what we have watched, uh, we watched Bad Times at the El Royale, Black Klansman, Alien, Inside Llewellyn Davis, Eraserhead, Real <laughs> Story. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> Lost in Translation, Elephant Man, Nightcrawler, A Simple Plan, Run Lola Run, Fargo, The Grey, Moonrise Kingdom, Her, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, Halloween, Evil Dead 2, 28 Days Later, Baby Driver, Adaptation, Whiplash, Hereditary, and Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yep. I think that is the full list. So, uh, our bottom fives? Sure, if you can fit that many. Okay. I think we should save Emily and Rachel last <laughs> yeah so my bottom at 24 wait no we're not starting there we're starting at 19 right no no I think you do the no I think no because then we'll build up to what we okay. hated the most okay. start at 20 so um 
start at 20. So um, I'm not sure how reliable my list is, but my number 20 is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? You want to elaborate or are, not? You, um, are you going down to like favorite? I'm going no, I'm going <laughs> no, down sorry. to what I like the least. So, my favorite hated movie. Um, <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> so, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou um, is one step behind uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Um, so that was at number nineteen. But Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I I don't know. I'm not really feeling my judgment in this list currently. But uh, I like the Coen Brothers a lot. This movie, while like cute and entertaining, has never really stayed with me. It's a little irksome. Okay, you're number twenty. Oh, we're doing that. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't actually see all the movies. Okay. So yeah, do I like? Well, do wait, I... your your fifth to last. Your fifth. Fifth to last. least favorite. Okay. Lost in translation. Okay. Well, how many did you see? Just curious. Um, nineteen. Okay. Oh, that's not. I'm. A, I think I'm missing a lot too. I saw thirteen. Fourteen. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Should we skip this? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Go. Um, I have Eraserhead as my fourteenth. So. So that was your least favorite? Yeah. Okay, that's you, not what we're. Yeah, doing. that's not how we're doing, doing this. It. Do you want to just say our bottom five altogether? <laughs> yeah, we'll do that instead. <laughs> That, that'll be quicker. Good. You were supposed to count up five and then say that one. Okay. Well, so doing them all together. Yeah. I'll go back. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou is my fifth least favorite movie of what we watched. And then I moved to Run, Lola, Run. And then Baby Driver. <laughs> that movie just bugs me a whole lot. Yeah, I know. Um, and then my 23rd was A Simple Plan. And my least favorite movie of this viewing season is Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. That's gonna be the bottom of the couples. Wait, no, it's only we only watched it. We, okay, watched I skipped that. Yeah. So, Emily, what are your least favorites? Um, Lost in Translation, and then Evil Dead Two. It's such a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Does that mean you agree with me? Yeah, yeah. he doesn't <laughs> like it either. Well, I, I do. Sure it's, this. A, it's a stupid <laughs> high five. <laughs> okay. And then um, Adaptation, A Simple Plan, and then Eraserhead. Hmm. I hated Eraserhead. Eraserhead's going to be at the bottom of it a couple was lists. Spoilers. Horrid. All right, Rachel. Okay, go. so I have Black Klansman, Her, Adaption, Lost in Translation, Adaptation. and then Eraserhead. I don't know. Anyways. She doesn't care. She really doesn't. Are we counting Hereditary? Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, I've got Halloween, then Hereditary... <laughs> And then Elephant Man, and then Eraserhead, and then Nightcrawler. Uh, okay. We found our most controversial person. Yeah. Halloween was okay. It just got pushed around a lot. I've only got yeah. My other a lot of stuff in the middle is very good. Could change whenever. Mm -hmm. Um, I only had everything this year was a four and a half or a five. Besides like four of them. Uh, Fargo, not bad. Just not as good as the other ones. Twenty eight days later. Uh, then run, run, Lola, run, and then uh, sadly eraser head at the bottom. It Why is that sadly? Because I wanted to love it. I give it a five. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> well, eraser head should yeah. be erased oh. from history. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't believe that. Um, so, my fifth least favorite is Elephant Man. Um, 
My fourth least favorite is Evil Dead 2. And then three is Eraserhead. Um, number two is uh, Moonrise Kingdom. What? what? Oh, I thought that, I thought you were saying your favorites, and I was like, because I, I knew you didn't like that one. Yeah, so that's my second least favorite. And my least favorite is Run, Lola, Run. But Moonrise Kingdom, eh, I didn't get anything out of it. I don't hate, uh, the only one I hate is Run, Lola, Run. The rest are either okay or, none of them are actually bad. They're just all mediocre. Okay. So I wouldn't say any of them are bad. Hummus. <laughs> I like hummus. Then you would really like Thomas. <laughs> Go. Um, baby driver. Well, <laughs> uh, a simple plan. Actually, no. Uh, no, sorry. Yes, a simple plan. Um, Halloween. Twenty-eight days later, and then maybe. Ghost story. Uh, a ghost story is your bottom. Oh. It's it's kind of hard to rank yeah, them all. Okay, so we're doing top five or top ten? Top top ten, because I got a top top ten. Or we could do top Jeez. depending on the time. Okay. It's the final. Are one. we running through all of them? With a quick thing, if you want to say them. Okay. Are we all doing ten, and then then we're all doing nine? Or just running through? We'll do the run through. It's okay. Quicker. Do you want so, to, my have? number 10 of what we watched is Moonrise Kingdom by Wes Anderson. I think it's adorable. I think it's sweet. I think it's touching. Uh, the style, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, it's at the top of Wes Anderson. Not the very tip top, but it's probably my second favorite Wes Anderson. So you didn't think it was a waste of time? Not at all. My number nine is Fargo. Uh... I love me, the Coen brothers, with the exception of apparently a brother where are there, it may be intolerable cruelty. Uh, it's fun and, uh, and quirky. It's a small little story. It's got great humor. My number eight is Nightcrawler. Fantastic performance. Wait, did, did you jump one? No. I did ten, nine, eight is Nightcrawler. Oh. Moonrise Kingdom, and then Fargo, and then Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Oh, yeah. Nightcrawler. Uh, very creepy and unnerving with it being a horror story. Uh, it looks fantastic. My number seven movie is Whiplash that we watched last week. It's an intense jazz drumming movie, which is pretty incredible it's got uh, great emotion it's directed fantastically my number six is the evil dead 2 it is a masterpiece of it's comedy a of, horror no it's, it's a, a lot, lot of fun, fun. yeah no. drinks i fell asleep you, you did yeah when we watched for it, about asleep. five minutes i don't know how you could manage to fall asleep during that he fell asleep during like the climax too yeah same with um lego movie mm-hmm. or uh, batman lego batman oh. my number five is alien when I was making this list, I was kind of surprised that Alien fell where it did. I thought it would be higher. Uh, fantastic sci-fi movie, great production design. Um, it's uh, it's very smart, and it, it plays with what it has to its strengths and tries to hide its weaknesses, and does so pretty well. My number four is Her. Uh, great looking movie. 
endearing characters. Lovely story. Do you want to wait to do our number ones like yeah, at think, a time? Yeah, we should do that actually. I think. Uh, want to do three, two, and one? Yes. Okay. okay. So, those are my ten through four. Oh wait, <laughs> I thought you meant. So are we stopping? I thought you meant then, like just doing your top one. I thought you were gonna keep. Oh okay. It. Well, yeah, well, well, just leave number one and then we'll do that one. Okay. Uh, so my number three is Halloween. It's a great movie. My God. Amazing movie. My God. Fantastic direction. <laughs> Slow movie. Moving. Lots of um, lots of suspense. I love the shape. My number two is somewhere on this list. Maybe. I'm already making changes. Uh, to right my now. number two is adaptation. Huh. Hmm. Weird. You're weird. It's a it's a really interesting no, experiment of a movie. Yeah, oh, it is. Oh man, no. I agree. And so that's leaving my number one. So. All right. Um, ten through nine, or ten through ten through okay. ten through two. two. Ten through two. Ten okay, through two. So ten of Black Klansman. Okay. And then uh, Hereditary. And then Twenty Eight Days Later. And then Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. You always have that one strange one. That one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I expect you to hate everything good. Wow, Eddie, wow. Would you agree? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Can't deny it. Okay, the number six is Halloween. Um, Alien came in fifth. Elephant Man is number four. Uh, Baby Driver is three. And then Moonrise Kingdom is two. So, ten I have Black Klansman. Nine is Evil Dead 2. The Grey, Hereditary, Whiplash, Halloween is fifth, Ghost Story is fourth, third wow. is Moonrise We're Kingdom, just going through them. and two is Elephant Man. So. You don't have to run into the stuff you said is bad. Okay, man. Um, my eighth is Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, then I have Inside Lewin Davis, Lost in Translation, 28 Days Later, Whiplash, Baby Driver and Black A Klansman. Black Klansman is Black. two? Yes. Um, I'm going to be doing two lists, my list, and then Sarah's. Um, I will start with Sarah's? Hmm? Starting with Sarah's. Oh, no, I, I, I might open. Before you start, I should probably say that she told me that she watched the first 40 minutes and then shut it off. Of Hereditary. Yes. Never to watch it again. Um, I'd Uh. Honorable mentions to what I didn't put on to the other four and a halfs I didn't say, but uh, Baby Driver number ten, a lot of fun action gets me pumped up. I like the music a lot. Huh? Adrenaline. Yeah. It introduced me to a lot of new music I like. Um, Evil Dead two, it's hilarious. It's a lot of fun. It, like, it kind of tires me out though because of how much I laugh during it. Um, Hello, no, not at all. Halloween. Uh, a smidge below a five, like tiny bit. Uh, amazing though, uh, very scary, a lot of fun. Moonrise Kingdom, the best, I don't know what number, I'm on six I think. Moonrise Kingdom, the best, Wes Anderson. A ghost story, very sad and great and slow and awesome. Uh, awesome is the way to describe it. Uh, Whiplash, tense, great music, great performances. Uh, bad times at the El Royale. I 
loved it. I didn't get to watch it again, but I loved the unraveling of it and all the characters and all their motivations and stuff clashing. Uh, the Elephant Man made me really sad and want to cry, but I didn't cry because I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't cry anymore. We've talked about this before. Are you what? I can't cry. Why? I don't know. You cry when we say yeah, stupid yeah, stuff. Yeah, I used to, but I actually don't cry. Like, I tear up, but I don't cry. Um, Nightcrawler, uh, great, very great performances. Uh, just gets me so, unner so unnerving and disgusting what this character does, especially to the like news lady he works for. And number one is hidden. Oh, and I have oh, to go to I thought you were going to say it. I was worried for a second. Um, Eddie, why don't you go with the because it's taking forever for, for some reason. Pardon? You go for the heroes. Oh, okay. Um, there were three vying for number 10, but I decided to go with Nightcrawler. Um, pretty good, pretty, really, I don't know. It's a really good movie. Jake Gyllenhaal is amazing, and it has a good tone. Number nine, uh, Bad Times at the Al Royale. Not a movie I really think I need to go back to, but it it was a very um, tense, drawn-out movie, but I, I enjoyed the characters enough. And then 8, 28 Days Later, it kind of fit. 28, 8, huh? Yeah. You <laughs> should have split it between num number 2 and 8. What? <laughs> Sorry, what? Sorry, what? You, you did a stupid joke, so I made a stupid joke. The okay. second spot and the eighth spot. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight days later. Twenty-eight. That should have taken up the second and eighth spot. Ooh, I'm on a roll, baby. Wait. I wish I could jump twenty-eight days from now. Or the sequel, twenty-eight months later. I'm so sorry, everyone's ears. I forgot. It's a it's a very cool zombie movie. I like Danny Boyle, and this is one of his better movies. Hunter's still giggling. The excitement of a stupid joke. <laughs> Number seven is funny. Lost in Translation. It's like putting depression on screen, or like melancholia, I guess. It's just a movie I liked watching. No, melancholia is yeah, a movie, yeah, a movie by Lars von Trier. I know. Just, it's also... <laughs> Uh, I'm really proud of that one. Are you on a roll? I have no, no clue not yet. why. Huh? You said you're really proud, and I said I have no clue why. No, I'm just gonna let them stew just in this for a bit. Addison, rap, Eddie. Oh no, uh, <laughs> we're falling apart. Shut Lost in translation. Um, it might be Scarlett Johansson's best role. Maybe her. Um, which is it? Is in my number six spot. I didn't even realize that, that until I looked good, at my page. <laughs> it's a very... That was a good bit of a segue. Cool. I said cool the last one, but this is a very interesting movie. I like the world as well. It's pretty weird. Pretty... Yeah. I wouldn't want to be in it, but it's an interesting look at the future. Um, number five is... What? What? What voice? The Fargo voice. How do you know it's Fargo? Because I saw your list. <laughs> I don't want you to see it. Oh, you can see that. Do the Minnesota accent. Um, number five is Fargo. I'm not going to do any accent because oh. I was going to, but you told me oh. to. So Sorry, I'm everyone. Reverse psychology. I really like the Coens, and this is one of my favorite from them. Um, number four is Whiplash. Um, 
you guys said a lot about it. Really good movie. Three is Alien. That's also one of my favorite horror movies. Just like my number two, Hereditary. Um, we talked a lot about it, so I will stop there. Number ten is Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Wow. Did someone <laughs> puke? I never said it was a good movie. It's fine. <laughs> you seem surprised, though. I'm, I'm just amazed that it would crack anybody's top ten list, <laughs> let alone two people's. <laughs> Three people's. Hey, it's, it's, the, it's number ten. Fine. Be that way. It's number seven for me. It would be number ten if I watched ten movies this year. It's, Ooh. It's right above Halloween. It's Thomas's turn to talk. It is. Um, Adaptation is number nine. Weird movie. Um, not as weird as being John Malkovich, though. Thank Which, you. They're kind of, they're connected. Kind of, right? It's like the... Same director? Well, yeah. and, like, you'd see, like, make the making of John Malkovich, and even, some, like, on the set oh, of yeah. John Malkovich. You also see a baby being born, which is really okay. weird. Thanks for figuring that out, Thomas. Um, uh, number eight is Elephant Man. Um, it's a good movie. Not as weird as Eraserhead, which I'll get to. Um, but you know, for, uh, like I mean, for, like for a David Lynch movie, it's it's pretty normal. Keep going. Um, it's pretty good though. Uh, number seven is Oh Brother We're Out Thou. It's a fun movie. I like it. I, as a lot of people have already said, I I like the Coens. They make good movies. They're Except good boys. From, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> the little boys. No, they're no. Just... I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> they are good boys. Okay, let's just just, just stop with just this. Carry on. <laughs> what? What'd you say now? <laughs> Santa Cruz. What? <laughs> Do you remember that? From the Fargo podcast? You could move on, Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas? It wouldn't be a podcast without Thomas referencing something that no one else knows. <laughs> yeah, that was your big rant about Satan Santa. Oh, <laughs> I remember that. I remember the. We had rant. a big argument. <laughs> Go. Please working. move on. <laughs> I should not encourage you. <laughs> <laughs> um, number six is Fargo, another Coen Brothers movie. I think I like it a little bit more than uh, Oh Brother Wrote Thou. Um, it's funny, but not intentionally funny. Or I think it is, but like the performances are more just kind of quirky funny. I forget how you, you kind of worded it like that. Like He just knows like, what you're talking like it's, about. It's just kind of like a small town. Like, whereas, like, Oh Brother, We're Out That was... Like, it was, like, it's a, it's a funny movie, but this is... And this is... And Fargo is a funny movie, too, but it's, like, a different kind Dark of funny. comedy? Well, it's not trying to be a comedy, really. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's... That. Like, it, it has a couple gags in it, but most of the humor comes from just character acting. Mm-hmm. Um, number five is The Grey. I really liked that movie. I I went into it thinking it was just going to be a grey movie. Yeah. But instead with Liam it was grey. With Liam Neeson in his grey sweater. It was grey dogs. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, why do they even call them wolves? Why not just call them gray dogs? <laughs> um, you're all but, stealing jokes from me. What? They're all jokes I don't want to say, but you're saying them before. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I was pleasantly surprised um, with it. I, I, I really liked the ending. Where it was great. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I was having a gray day, but then when I watched okay, the gray, yeah, I made my <laughs> day <Yay>. great. <laughs> Yay. You're stuck in a time loop. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get out. Uh, What's your next one? Um, number four is Alien. Really good science fiction movie. Um, great practical effects. And uh, <laughs> I looked up and Thomas was staring at me, and then I looked. So I looked at him, and he started laughing at me. Do I look that weird? Are you gonna tell us that it hasn't been working this entire time? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Other people are wishing that too. This is the worst one we've done, man. No, this is amazing. You say that every time. This is a classic. Each one is worse than the one yeah. that comes before. Number three. This podcast is a slippery slope. The first one we make. Number, well, you weren't there last time, so it's so much better. Oh. Number three is Run Lola Run. I really liked that movie. I can tell Eddie hated it. Wait, Hunter and I both did the lean back <laughs> thing at the same time. I thought it was a very interesting story. How it's not really got that much substance. It's really just yeah, one. You can say that. Ask a joke. But um, <laughs> Eddie's on a roll. Eddie's still in my role. Oh. <laughs> Continue. Um. Yeah, no, I I I liked it because it didn't feel too repetitive. With all like it was just kept going back, but you saw everything in kind of a a different way each time. Like, it wasn't just, like, seeing it from, like, a different character's angle, and then that's it. Like, you've got to, like, follow that character. Um, you know, like, the security guard who started having, like, a heart attack. Um, you know, you didn't just see it from his point of view, and then it just went on to another thing. Uh, number two is Eraserhead. Not number one. No. You like Eraserhead? Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. His number two is Eraserhead. I zoned out. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, they did something. He did something right in that movie. Cause they... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm happy I didn't have he was an English teacher. <laughs> for con- fin- finish, Thomas. For, for, con- for context, Anderson was writing a sign saying, Period one and two sign in. I think that's what he was trying yeah. to say, but he said period one and two sing. <laughs> and he just and he shamefully gave up and fold, slowly folded it up and put it away. I thought he just realized, huh, I don't need to do this. <laughs> I was oh. watching the entire thing unfold. I did too. It was like a car crash. It just, you knew it was coming. You saw his eyes bulge and then he grabbed his paper <laughs> and slowly put it in so half. Samus, what's number two? You said Samus? number two. Samus? So, Thomas, what's number two? <laughs> Rhombus, um, can you please Samuel. move on, or I'll call you Hummus. Oh, 
it was you said number two was a razor head, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, okay. I have the Sarah's top okay. ten here. Please. Uh, <laughs> ten, on. twenty-eight days later, uh, fun thriller, but didn't feel too original, and the ending kind of took away from it because, uh, because he was turned into a ninja. Um, what? Because he kind of yeah. goes around and like kills all oh, those yeah. army guys. Uh, Black Klansman. Uh, I enjoyed the film, but the but like the, what the movie was about <laughs> well, it was a bit was a bit too complex for me, uh, and I couldn't relate to it that well. But the filmmaking was really good. Nightcrawler, uh, amazing. Uh, Jake is amazing as always. Um, They're on pr- a first name basis. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's like you it's and John Ham. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what? You last last week uh, we talked Jimmy about Jimmy Ham. No, it was, it was John. John was Ham? Yeah. He called him Jimmy Ham? No, no. <laughs> Jimmy John. He called him Jay. <laughs> Who was I? Uh, movie was pretty disturbing since it feels so real. Um, her loved the cinematography and colors. Really enjoyed the originality. Uh, and she liked how the twist of Scarlett Johansson also being in love with all those other people was like really well done. Uh, Alien, very cool puppets. I think the, <laughs> that's what she wrote. I think those are what made the film so enjoyable for me. Inside Llewellyn Davis. Um, Why did you say it like that? Because <laughs> he said it, and it was a callback. Oh, you're stupid. Um, Oscar Isaac, love Oscar Isaac. His performance was really good. A lot of the songs stuck with me for a few days. Simple idea, relatable and touching without getting complicated. Simple idea? Yeah. You have to say it in a certain way. Yeah. Simple plan? Simple plan. Uh, Baby Driver, Angle. No. Angle <laughs> Elgort is amazing. Uh, I love how it's an action romance film because those, those are two of my favorite genres. Uh, the soundtrack is amazing and the editing is, is fantastic. Uh, ghost story, super depressing but so simplistic in the best way. It only needed two great actors, great filmmaking techniques, and a lonely, lonely atmosphere to suck you in. Um, number two, Bad Times at the El Royale. Really enjoyed this film. The acting was good. I loved the cinematography. I thought the whole idea of being raped. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, she wrote that instead of trapped. She wrote that okay. instead of trapped. Okay. Sorry, being trapped in a place with a hole. <laughs> I don't want to laugh at that because that's not funny. But the idea of being Sorry. trapped. Wait, wait, wait. We all were partially zoned out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Of being trapped in a place with a whole bunch of different people with smart soundtrack was also really good. Uh, Eddie, if you don't believe me, it's right there. It's right there. No, it doesn't say that. Yes, it does. It says right, no. it says right there. Okay, can, I, can I see? Yeah. Don't spoil the number one, but. Okay. Oh, that was amazing. Okay. Well, well, just, just, just. So you know, it's wrapped. It's oh wrapped. I thought two piece was that one. No, no. no. But she did for. I confirm she did forget a T. But Hunter did not need to say what he said. I thought that's what it. I was just like reading the words and I thought that's what it said. I read it before and I was like, I, that's a mis. That's a misspelling. I have to say trapped and I forgot. Hey, <laughs> let me see it again. There you go. Ed. Oh, whoops. Uh, you talk. They were wrapped. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I, I, I Anderson was number one. one. I okay. thought the my one. number one is inside Lewin Davis. Llewellyn. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good move. It's a uh, fantastic atmosphere. The music is is lovely. Oscar Isaac's performance and John Goodman's are phenomenal. The, the performances, I think, across the board are really good. The interesting cyclical nature of the story. Darn cat. 
<laughs> it's uh, it's a great movie, and I think Eddie put it really well one time where he, when he said that after watching it, it's like he felt like he could smell cigar and some cigarette smoke. Okay, what? Well, I probably said something like that. <laughs> I agree. Great movie. Which movie? Makes me feel warm. It's comfortable. It's a movie that that makes me feel. I don't know. Contented. I feel like accomplished with my life when I watch it. Yeah. Well, when you look at him. Emily. I liked The Grey. Number one? You like puppies? Okay. You like puppies? We lost that. Oh, The Grey Dogs. (laughs) What? Oh my god. What's your number one? (laughs) Rachel. um... (laughs) You you forgot. Yeah. Baby Driver. Anderson, do you want to leave? I think everyone should just say baby tracker. <laughs> Where did I have it? Oh, yeah. my 22nd. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You all have Moonrise Kingdom somewhere up there. Yeah. I've got Alien. I like Alien. That's a better choice than Rachel's. <laughs> Alien is a good movie. What, what, do you, what do you call the facehuggers? Facehuggers? They're called facehuggers. What are you talking about? When we watched it, you called it a head crab. Yeah, I called it a head crab because um, I'm pretty sure there's there's an episode in Doctor Who where they get attacked by, I think it's called head crabs, either that or dream crabs, and that kind of got mixed in with it. What? Oh, is that Half-Life? That's half Okay. Gordon Freeman in the flesh. Yeah, it's a game, and there's monsters that are like face suckers, but they're called well, crabs. This is where I get off. I have no idea what you're talking. <laughs> I have about. never played it. That's all I know from the game. <laughs> oh yeah, you said it. Yeah. Um, mine is her. I think I really downplayed my love for this movie when we talked about it. Is it still your favorite of the year? Yeah, that's why. That's, that's why. That's why I said it's my number one. Sorry. Sorry, buddy. I hey, I remember everything. I yeah. feel like I should. Yeah. You remember the thing we talked about for ten seconds yeah. three months ago? Yeah. It, that's I, a skill. It really got it really got me in the feels. Uh, it made, made me did? sad and happy. <laughs> yeah, Thomas did. I'm still talking my, about Thomas. My, my, my memory. <laughs> um, great characters, acting, script. I love Walking Phoenix. Uh, yeah, and uh, Sarah's is Whiplash. Hands down the best film. Damien Chazelle is amazing. Quick editing makes it so captivating. The acting was incredible by both. So many great moments. Incorporates so many genres without it feeling overwhelming. Love this film, but not as much as La La Land. <laughs> I read ahead a bit, so so I didn't make another mistake. <laughs> um, my number one, Anderson, you're not going to like it. Baby Dread. No. It's Inside <laughs> Lewin Davis. Anderson, you you are correct. I know I am. Everyone because else you are is also wrong. Correct. You can't be correct. Especially Rachel. She's the oh. most wrong. Well, Hunter's <laughs> always wrong, so of course he is this time. It's it's one of my favorite movies. Probably my, in my top ten. I just like going back and re-watching it. It's my favorite Coen Brothers as well. Oh. Thomas? Okay. Thomas, go fast. Wait. Uh, okay, never mind. I see Dave. I'm, uh, uh, my favorite movie is 
baby driver. Oh. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's hereditary. I was gonna make that same joke. Hereditary? Yeah, it's hereditary. Oh, good. That's number one? Really? What did you give it? That's really Headbang. You gave five. it four and a half, but you gave... Yeah, I thought you gave a lot of... Ah, uh, whatever, I've given... I gave Sunshine a four and a half. It's one of my favorite movies, so whatever. Didn't you give Real Run Lola Run a five? I forget. It, it doesn't matter. You have given a five. Oh, you gave it to, you've given uh, a few uh, of them, I thought. I think you've only given it to Racerhead. Okay. Whatever. I've, yeah, I only said... That's fine. Well, yeah. I think... I, I don't I think that this bye. will reflect... My ordering will reflect... No, in another What hour. I had said. Yeah. I was rearranging things yeah. 20 minutes ago. Oh, bye. Oh, bye. wait. Emily. Bye, Thomas. So, <laughs> I think I could speak for Thomas when he says that Hereditary is a good movie with and a lot of head banging thrills. Oh, yeah, we need a yearbook picture. Okay, so Hunter needs to get a picture of us, I Hunter. guess. For, I want Hunter, to see for the Thomas, yearbook. whatever. Okay, um, so. That's it. Year-end podcast. Oh, wow. All the movies were <laughs> horrible this year. Uh, goodbye. Thanks for listening. We're sorry Wait, for... We're, we're just ending it like Wait. this? <laughs> Wait, before we stop it, I need to make a toast. A toast? Okay. We're, we all have... Is that why you're... Hunter and Eddie, you guys have been really good friends the last two years, and I'm glad I got to meet you. And good luck after high school. I was tempted, to, I was tempted to say I hate you, just a joke, <laughs> but I didn't. That's not a joke. Thomas, you're good. You're good. I'm good. Wow.